you know, being a well-rounded social media person, you know, the content part is the fun part, but you know, you also want to be, you also want to make sure that you're actually, you know, that you're achieving your goals. Um, what, what is actually, you know, you want to know what's actually working. Hello, Spacers from Austin, Texas. I'm Christopher Schmidt. On today's show, we're talking about social media. I'm very lucky to talk with social media heads at University of Florida, Todd Sanders and Bruce Floyd. Both are responsible for promoting the University of Florida brand, but for different purposes. Todd is focused on academic and student events, and Bruce, a former student athlete himself, promotes the student athletic side. You know, it's a vital part of today's outreach by companies or organizations to its customers, readers, and viewers, and donors, and so on, to be on social media. Uh, social media is various things, microblogging, promotion, communication. It's this multifaceted communication tool that really intrigues me. So I'm interested in how Todd and Bruce use social media for the jobs, where the jobs are similar, and where they contrast. Before we get started, some notes on where I'll be, and some words from our sponsors. First up is the CSS Summit. It's the three-day virtual conference event focused on CSS, SaaS, and their super friend technologies like SVG, Animation API, JavaScript task runners, and so on. So pick up your early bird tickets now. I think by the end of the week, the prices will go up. So definitely get your ticket now at CSSSummit.com. Again, that's CSSSummit.com. Uber is giving me the opportunity to give you, new riders, a $25 credit towards your first Uber ride. Sign up at Christopher.org slash Uber. Also, CSS DevConf tickets are in the last week of early bird. So definitely grab your tickets now and join us at the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas. The prices will go up at uh, Friday. We announced the whole entire speaker lineup uh, that from the results of our double blind voting. So, uh, so definitely join us in San Antonio. R- reminder, you can set it and forget it with a non-breaking space show newsletter. When a new show is ready, you're going to have it appear directly in your email box when you sign up at newsletter.nonbreakingspace.tv. As always, you can find show notes and links discussed in today's episode at nonbreakingspace.tv. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Telject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. And as always, thank you for subscribing, liking, and telling others about Nonbreaking Space Show on iTunes. Now, on with the show. Well, well th- uh, thanks for being on the show. Um, if you could, if you could just uh, introduce yourselves, and so people who are are hearing the voices can associate the names with the uh, with the voices. So, Bruce, if you can start. Okay, uh, I'm Bruce Floyd. I am the social media manager for the Florida Gators. So, I just uh, I do a lot of tweeting and whatnot. <laughs> I'm Todd Sanders. I'm the director of social media at the University of Florida. And so, the, so is the difference uh, is uh, Todd? You just you work on student academic stuff, and then Bruce is this, this, the sports side of things. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, can you just walk? I guess Bruce, if you just walk us through, if you like, uh, just a, a typical day of what you're asked to do for or your responsibilities or on social media. Yeah, typically. Or, 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 or what type of, you know, and also what type of projects you might be working on? Um, well, a typical day. Um, I don't know that we have a typical day, but, um, you know, with a, a day like today, which for most, um, you know, uh, college athletic programs, they'd be well into their uh, vacation time by now. But um, our teams typically go deep into the postseason uh, with our, um, you know, for instance, baseball and track. So, uh, today, like for instance, um, about f- maybe 10 minutes before, um, I came here, I was helping coordinate a Facebook live session with one of our staff writers and one of our, um, one of our video producers, uh, they're over at the college world series and they were basically doing a run, uh, a run through of, uh, uh, what was, what was happening at that point. And they shot it at the ballpark and, uh, talked about, you know, um, 
basically a scouting report, uh, scouting report uh, for the different teams they may be facing. Um, on a typical day, I guess I'm, you know, spending, I spend most, a, a lot of my time um, listening to um, the mentions at us or about us, um, responding to the ones that need responding to, encouraging those for saying nice things about us, uh, listening to the people with complaints to see if they are um, fans of ours or if they're just happy to not be fans of ours. Um, and um, basically just taking a pulse. And Todd? My phone keeps ringing. Uh, like Bruce, there is no typical day. Everything changes. <clears throat> we do um, a lot of content creation. Um, we have a team of interns that tell us what's going on around campus. We're, I've been here for two years. I still, it's all, there's still new things that are happening that we're unaware of. Um, so just covering campus life, uh, prospective students, current students, alumni. We do have alumni office that's on Twitter, um, but Gator Nation is very, very far reaching. So Gator Nation is everywhere. So we're doing everything everywhere and sharing what people are doing everywhere. Well, yeah, I think content creation is, um, you know, a big part of social media. I would say, especially um, I was researching and I remember this, uh, this old thing that happened to you, Todd. And I think it's in your office, right? I think it's your office right there. It's like, uh, was it the uh, Mercedes-Benz tweet race? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the little shield behind you right there. So um, can you, which is, you were pitted against like what? Uh, supermodels. Supermodels. Can you explain like what, what was that about? And that, yeah. and basically is this, I, I guess what I want to do is like figure out how you got involved in social media, like, like what gravitated you to, mm. to source media. And then also just, just like, you know, and then we can talk about the Mercedes-Benz challenge a little bit, but, uh, but yeah. Sure. But, Sure. I mean, uh, Mercedes-Benz, I think they were on Facebook, or Mercedes-Benz USA, but they weren't on Twitter. So they were trying to figure out how to uh, grow a Twitter following organically. Uh, they had never done a Super Bowl commercial either. So I think it was back in the December of 2011, maybe, mm -hmm. yeah. that they did this uh, call for the tweet race where they were going to have four Mercedes in four different locations race to the Super Bowl in Dallas, Texas, powered by tweets. Um, and there was a, I think they used clout back then. Yeah. So you had it like for, for the first step, you had to have a clout score or something. Um, and then it turned into, you had to do a video. Uh, so I was, it was Christmas break in academia. So we had a week off pretty much. So that's what I did with my week off. I made a video and it got chosen. And then I got to pick a co-driver, uh, my buddy John Pedersen out of uh, Madison. And uh, then basically we uh, had until, we, I guess we found out the beginning of January and then Super Bowl was the beginning of February. So we had a month to kind of pregame it and mm -hmm. build a, a game plan. And we went up against um, uh, mommy vloggers. Uh, okay. Uh, we went up against uh, supermodels, and then we went up against uh, uh, Lynn Kendall from uh, uh, Chicago. Uh, so he was—he's like the internet-y guy. He's—he's—I he, think he's like a VP at Carrot Creative now or something. So he's—he's definitely—he's got the internet juice. A lot of his uh, peers I knew, so he's like advertising type guy. Yeah. So I don't know what our angle was. I think we're like middle-aged. Uh, higher ed guys I really don't know what the appeal was I think I, we actually thought we were like the uh, to, to make it official like they yeah. were the real people and everybody right. else was the the ringers but uh, and, yeah. so, and so when you said it was uh, a race that's powered by tweets like you could only was a car actually powered by tweets or absolutely not it was uh, it was a gimmick but it, uh, they had uh, iPads that we had and Supposedly, you had to go, I think you got four tweets, let you go one mile or something weird like that. Yeah. But you had a Twitter tank that would fill up, but the race director would call you if your Twitter tank was getting low, and then you had to pull over at a safe location and wait until you got enough tweets to power your car back up. So it didn't really cut out power or anything, okay. but it was, uh, was kind of cool. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> a little bit a little bit too early for smart cars i guess yeah yeah definitely and so how would you win just you win by just being their fastest is that right is just or the number of tweets well there were challenges along the way so they definitely found a way to make um the people who are following it involved in the challenges so you earn points for that um I don't think it, I think you just had to get there. I don't, maybe you got extra points if you got there first. I know okay. that uh, I think it was three days. Mm -hmm. So you had to reach your destination in a certain amount of time or you were eliminated. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really remember. It was, okay. all, it was all kind of a blur because the Packers went to the Super Bowl and they won and it was all just crazy. Yeah. And it felt like an episode of Lost, a really good episode of Lost. Okay. So it wasn't the final season then. So it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't the, <laughs> the finale either. Okay. Yeah, um, but I, there's one thing I do want to mention. Is like we'll find in the show notes. Is, is that uh, I think you have a really great eye for making content and creating content. I think that's what makes you a lot different from other social media people that I know. Is just that uh, that your entry into the contest because they had like uh, your like four thousand people entered the contest and you had to enter a video and I thought your video was. I, to be honest, I didn't see any other videos because everything's yeah. deleted. Everything's yeah. deleted now. <laughs> like five years looking back, because it's like, ah, let, let me look at this tweet race. Even the website for the web, website's gone. So I was just like, okay, well, I guess they they don't really care for their their past projects that much. <laughs> so yeah, cool. But um, and so it was like, so how long have you been on social media though? Like have as since then? Like like you've been on, since the beginning or? Uh, I remember getting on Facebook because uh, we had the .edu account so we could get on, but uh, it was only available at uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I think Marquette got on, but University of Wisconsin-Green Bay was not allowed to be on Facebook. So the second that they allowed Green Bay to be on, I was on and trying to figure out Facebook. Okay. And then Twitter got on probably – after it blew up at South by Southwest that one year. Okay. But yeah, no. MySpace, not, I don't think I was on MySpace. Okay. I don't know why, but I, well, I don't think I was on MySpace. Well, you weren't in a band? No, I, I was not in a band. Okay. okay. So, Bruce, Bruce how, how did you uh, get started in social media and, and how did you land this awesome job being like watching college sports and be a part of it? It probably would be better if I turned on my mic. Um, actually, started on well, I started on social media because um, you know I have a background as a sort of a web nerd. So um, any new technologies that popped up, I would you know try and race to to try and be the first. Um, I uh, actually started uh, uh, where uh, Todd is now. Um, I was. Uh, but prior to that, um, I was in charge of the uh, top-level websites for uh, the University of Florida, and um, which means I was the HTML jockey and whatnot. Um, and uh, as we started to um, see these uh, platforms emerging, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, um, I sort of took it upon myself to create accounts specifically for um, the university, because it seemed to me that, um, we, uh, you know, it, you know, we've got this, this idea that, you know, you have this news site that's all about the university of Florida and, uh, people are just going to, because they are dying to see news about, um, the university. They're going to go to our news site and consume all that content. Well, uh, I kind of thought that probably it's better to go where people actually are living on the internet, which was, more and more social on social media and so i created the uh, twitter account uh, the facebook account was actually claimed uh by someone in it who had since moved to california and i messaged that person and uh he was basically holding on to the space so no one no one else claimed it and handed it over to me with something like you know ten thousand um ten thousand fans followers whatever we call them these days but um, then, uh, you know, I was posting content on there and responding to people and just sort of doing what I did on my, you know, on my personal accounts, uh, doing on these uh, other platforms as the university. And over time, they decided that, um, 
you know, because I was spending more and more of my time engaging with fans and developing content for those pages that uh, it should be a full-time occupation. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I was very well suited for it since I created the, most of the accounts. So, uh, so I transitioned over from IT to the, um, the uh, marketing and communications office um, called University Relations now. Um, and after a time, um, my predecessor here at the Florida Gators, who was doing social media along with a lot of other work, uh, he moved on to another, um, another college and, uh, they decided to create, um, a social media specific job here. And, uh, they contacted me and asked me, um, if I knew anybody who would be well-suited um, and I said, well, um, I'm happy to help you find someone, but I kind of think I'm well suited. Um, I was, I, I was also, a, a previously, a, um, a student athlete. I ran track here at Florida. So I had that perspective as well. And, um, you know, after, after I mentioned that I might be interested, they sort of stopped their search and, and spoke to me about it. And we sort of did a little bit of a negotiation and then, I took the job and then um, then my job came open and Todd jumped into that seat. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, UF is, is, you know, uh, has benefited greatly because you guys are, are, are great at the job. And uh, I guess this is the part where on the show, where I just tell everyone that I'm from, I attended Florida State University. And so I'm really jealous that UF has uh, you guys handling the social media stuff. I mean, that was good. That was a good answer. That was a good way of saying it because I was about to <laughs> shut off my camera. This <laughs> is like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, FSU's gotten better on some some accounts, but uh, yeah, it's it's you, know, you guys you guys were there first. So, are your roles like is the overlapping? Still, I mean, you guys, you know, one handle handles sports, one handles academics. Is it still about recruitment, like recruiting uh, potential student athletes, and also just re- recruiting students? Is that is that still like part of the reach or is that like directly you try to do that as part of your jobs or is that kind um, of indirect focus? Well, well, we, we do, I mean, recruiting is a big part of what we do. You know, if you talk about like, what are the, you know, what are the large objectives? The large objectives are to, um, you know, to obviously assist in recruiting. And we do that by just showing what it's like to be a student athlete or what it's like you know, for fans, because we want our student athletes to see that we have a great following, you know, not just football, but all of our sports. And we have a great deal of success there. Um, we do, um, with regards to recruiting, um, if we're talking specifically about football, for instance, um, you know, a lot of the coaches are doing some recruiting, uh, from their, from their individual accounts. So it's done, you know, through, it's sort of woven throughout what we do. Um, I would say that from, from my seat and I, I just to sort of define what I do here more specifically, I'm in charge of all the top level accounts. So anything that would have like a, a slash or, a, you know, an, an, an at sign for the Gators, um, I'm in charge of all of those accounts. Um, I monitor and have access to all of the sports accounts. And I would say that a lot of my time is spent um, consulting with the different uh, sports information directors that run those individual accounts uh, for the individual sports. Uh, I uh, sort of consult internally with them. I consult with coaches, um, you know, I, uh, and, and to a certain degree, I work with student athletes as well. Uh, but, you know, the, you just running Facebook and keeping up with the changes that occur, what seem like in, on an hourly basis could be a full-time job. And so what I try and, you know, make easier for the sports information directors and our coaches is to, you know, find out what the trends are, find out how to optimize all of their accounts um, and uh, find out what those changes are so that they don't have to constantly keep up and learn about that. Um, you know, and, and knowing that helps with recruiting too, you know, um, for instance, uh, I had the uh, the gymnastics coach uh, uh, come to me and ask me about Snapchat, um, and so I did a, a presentation for her, kind of explaining exactly how it worked, what the ins and outs are, what the limitations are, um, so that she could go in 
sort of guns blazing um, and optimize on that thing as opposed to, you know, starting an account and sort of, you know, stumbling through it. Right. Um, and, and so that's where the, that's where the, the recruiting piece, I mean, the recruiting piece is interesting because you have, you know, you have very specific rules in place in terms of what you can and can't do with recruiting. Uh, I don't need to necessarily go into those details because they're, some of them are confusing and ponderous and hard to sort of figure out. And we have more changes coming um, as of August 1st, where they've actually changed some rules and um, reduced some limitations that we have. Uh, Todd, I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> um, but everything we do is about, you know, selling tickets, uh, creating awareness, and, and uh, to a certain degree, recruiting. Todd, do you feel the same way? Like, it's not just about, like, it's like not about recruiting per se, but just more just, like, letting people know what's happening because you, even you said like earlier just like you've been here two years and you're just events that happen you're still getting used to the new events happening it sounds like and just yeah, that, <clears throat> excuse me everything bruce said i mean just take out athletics and put in academics research or stories for the university i mean it's all the same we consult with the different colleges and they all have communicators some of them have social people most of the social people are 10 percent or less social so they have other duties, um, but we try to play with the tools and play with different forms of content and see what works and see what we can help them not get stuck on. Um, so provide just like tips and tricks and what not to waste your time on. And yeah, definitely uh, like we have a Snapchat, um, like a lunch and learn is mm -hmm. what we're calling it this next week where we're going to have different departments come in, sit down at the table, and we'll talk about Snapchat. Some of them are on it. Some of them aren't. You know, why, why not? Um, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, we just did a Snapchat uh, free <clears throat> seminar at E4H and, uh, this Thursday, and just a lot of university people came up because mm -hmm. a lot of marketing people came up just because like, we don't know anything about Snapchat. Like, so, this, so they had like meeting rooms set up for people just so we – and we just – let them know, but uh, but like so Snapchat, so, 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 so Snapchat's okay. interesting because uh, sorry to interrupt, but it's 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 it seems elusive for for the older folks, um, mm -hmm. perhaps because of the way it was sort of introduced as um, you know you have these photos and they disappear and a lot of people were associating Snapchat with uh, sort of this you know um, sexting type scenario and um, now we have uh, I think. Um, um, major news outlets that are reporting about older people are getting on now, which probably scares the heck out of younger people. Uh, but but it's it's uh, it's a good platform. I, I think Todd is doing a really great job over on the academic side of leveraging uh, Snapchat to create awareness about different areas around campus. So you know the big thing about Snapchat is creating a story uh, where you basically can have individual public posts that when, when uh, viewed uh, sequentially, and that's how Snapchat works, you can get a sense of like a day in the life of, you know, somebody working in a lab or a day in the life of, uh, um, you know, the Alumni Association or being a Cicerone or, you know, those sorts of things. And, um, you know, the, this, this, one of the good things about some of these platforms like Snapchat that it skews younger is you know your audience. And so you don't have to, you don't have, you're not shooting you know, you know, you're not casting as wide a net. You know who you're going for. You can speak in their language, and um, obviously without pandering. Um, but another thing that Todd does really well, and and uh, we've been trying to do too, is, you know, I don't know if you can tell if you, uh, but Todd and I both have a lot of gray hair in our face beard, and you can hear uh, it in our voices. You We're can hear gravelly <laughs> voices, you know, all that scotch and uh, cigars and whatnot. So, so, you know, sometimes a challenge, and I'm sure it, it's a challenge for Todd as well, is to be, be authentic um, without being seeming like the, the cartoon dog on a skateboard going, hey, Rad, uh, just, you know, you see it, somebody like me trying to speak in, the, those, in younger terms, uh, I, I sound like the narc at the high school party, you know, so... <laughs> What, what you try and do, what Todd has been doing really well is to get the people that actually do what it is you're trying to, sh what are you trying to present? 
to take over your Snapchat. Those are the Snapchat takeovers you hear about. And so it's less about us saying, here's this thing. It's more about this is what it, it is like to be me um, in this environment, living in the dorm or whatever. And in our case, we did a Snapchat takeover with our gymnastics program uh, when they were traveling to the SEC championship. And it was uh, overwhelmingly positive and so much better than I could have done because, you know, it's hard for me to relate to, you know, gymnasts, their, just their energy. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand how they do it. Um, but, uh, but just sort of giving the keys to them and, and letting them show what it's like, not from the outside looking in, but from inside just showing. Um, there were some really cool experiences that people got to see um, just because we just handed the keys over to, to, to you know, gymnasts that we trusted and they happened to win the SEC championship. And so you saw gen, genuine emotion um, that was genuinely experienced. Um, you were part of the team and it was really cool. Yeah, and, and when Bruce did that, I mean, they took it over and they were using the lenses on the bus on the way to the meet. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's something that Bruce and I couldn't do. <laughs> you know, if we use the lenses on ourselves, it would not work. But, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, putting on hats or faces and barfing mm -hmm. rainbows. So, I mean, it, it was it was cool. It was authentic. And it made you feel like you were part of the team. So, it was neat. So, yeah, I so I was going to say the challenging, the challenging thing about Snapchat, and the thing that makes people nervous. Um, well, there's a couple of things. One, you have almost zero analytics, right? And so, you know, you you have to. One of the things you do is you track view how many approximate views you get at the start versus the end of your your Snapchat story, just to see how much drop off you've gotten. Um, but in terms of knowing what, how many followers you have, we don't know. Um, we just know that every time we do a, a snap, you know, we have, a, we have this approximate number. And if it's larger than the last time we snapped, we, we know that we've gotten, uh, a lot of growth. Um, but one of the, one of the things that, that, that Todd and I both do is we save all of those snaps because, you know, we don't want them to disappear to the ether and, and, you know, not allow people to experience them again. So a good thing to do is to download, you know, set an alarm or right before the first um, snap you sent as part of your snap story, save them all, and then you can create a video out of those and then, and then repurpose them on Twitter or on YouTube or on your Facebook channel. That's a really good way of creating awareness about your Snapchat account, but also to uh, not lose all of that great authentic content that you've created. And so you, just, you can just download it, you just log in, you just download it, and to your, yeah. your old yeah, device. You know, there's a little, there's a little icon thingy. You look at your story and then you click on the, hold on, I'll click on the button. <laughs> um, and then it'll download it as like a one long video, uh, one video of all the individual pieces. Wow. Um, it packages it r r rather nicely for you. So, um, oh, nice. yeah. All right. So like, so, so for, for this story, just you, the technical aspects of it, just like you would find people, and the, the sports team that you like, that, that you trust, if you will, and you say, do you give it to one, like you give uh, the keys to the account, I guess if you will, and say, hey, here's a Snapchat yeah. uh, keys. Uh, th these are the parameters of what you can and can't do. Like, you know, what, yeah. you know what, and say. Well, there's, you can be as structured as, or as loose as you want. Like for instance, right. we did a, we did a Snapchat takeover. We didn't give it to the baseball team, but what we did was uh, we gave it to, um, we had uh, one of our um, one of our marketers took it over, and they wanted to show what it's like to uh, to be in the stands and experience a game uh, as a fan. And uh, so, what you can do is essentially create an outline. You know, sort of like if you're getting ready to do a speech, you have bullet points, so you stay on topic. And so, you make sure to you know here are the things we want to make sure and cover. Um, you know, maybe there are five or six things, and then everything else is more spontaneous, you know, there, there are things or elements of being live uh, or being in the ballpark that you may not think of or things that happen spontaneously. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be Albert, our mascot, interacting with a fan or something like that. Not necessarily planned, um, but uh, it's something that you can do to fill in. But as long as you have sort of an outline of what you're going to do, start, middle, and end, um, you know, fill it in with uh, as many other elements as you, as you want. Um, 
you know, to a point, you don't want to do 100, but you probably won't do 100. Um, but okay. there's, we've even got templates, um, like a, like paneled templates, like if you were doing a, um, like a, like a design layout, it's basically like a template for, for Snapchat, where if you wanted to frame a scene, you know, uh, it's like storyboarding, you can, you can do that. We've, we've got to use them, but. Um, it's, it's good to have a, something of a plan, but don't be too structured because you, you want to break away from that in case something is happening. Right. And I figure the people who are Snapchat users that you hand the keys off to the kingdom, they, they would just, they would just know what to do. Yeah. And you just don't like a list of things to cover maybe. And just like, just, and, um, just go for it. And we so tell them, we tell them to try to have fun, um, yeah. because nobody wants to watch something that isn't someone having fun, you know? Right. So we try to even if it's bug week or whatever strange topic they're covering, we want them to look like they're having fun because they are having fun. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that, you know, you, I say hand the keys over and um, that could mean that can be, that can be varying degrees. Yeah. So if we were like, if we were, we may do a Snapchat takeover of baseball um, with the baseball team at the college world series, we may not, just assign it to an individual student athlete. We may just give it to the uh, to the uh, the SID who's down there, and then you know he's hanging, he's on the bus, he's with the team. Like periodically, he would hand it over to somebody and say, "You guys pass this around the bus or whatever." Um, what, the last thing we want to do is be a distraction. So we're not trying to assign a job or work to these to to the athletes. We just want to give them the opportunity to to create an authentic moment on Snapchat. So, and, you and know, share, so and share it with, with the other, other fans, right. And other yeah. supporters. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and also it doesn't put all the pressure on one student athlete to have to do all the things, all the work, you know, he or she needs to concentrate on, you know, their upcoming meet. So, um, so it's, you know, you, you sort of have to feel that out and make sure, you know, that everyone's comfortable with it. Cause if they're not comfortable, you're not going to get that great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the coach isn't comfortable with it, you're probably not going to get to do it again. So, um, you know, uh, I think, uh, we've, you know, because, uh, gymnastics went so well and they won and it was, you, know, you got to see behind the scenes of them, like hugging the, 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 whatever the, the trophy was. And, um, I think they'll be doing it again next year. Cool. Yeah. So I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure the technical aspects of it. So, so they, they tell a story and then is, is there something you actually do in Snapchat where you just like say, Hey, this folder is my story or like these, these videos are part of my story or just is the fact that the, when they start taking over those snaps are become the story and then you can just download it in one big file. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, well, as a viewer, um, well, if you're, if you're posting something on Snapchat, you have the option of sending it to individual people mm-hmm. or you can post it as what's called my story which basically means it's available to anyone that's following you. And so it'll show up as, uh, as a story and, uh, anything that we post on my story, uh, will show up in basically in this collection. Um, and you can click through and and watch them in sequential order. Mm -hmm. Um, They can't download it, uh, not through the Snapchat app, but you know, we would be able to, because awesome. you'd be the author, right? So correct, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, are yeah. you not on Snapchat? Yeah, I am. I just want to make sure. I was like, oh, okay. maybe there's some secret like swipe maneuvering with two fingers or three fingers. I don't know about yet. Like, yeah. oh, here's all the folder and icons that you've been missing. Just, it's like, oh, elbow. Oh, <laughs> see, there you go. Just been missing out there. See, I I have some gray hairs, but I don't. I'm, so so it's not, so not totally with it. I don't so. see any. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that that raises. Like speaking of Snapchat, that was just. Are there any? Uh, it, as part of your job, you have to be on the lookout for where the students are, or like what technologies they're using. Like, you know, there's Snapchat, which I find is hard to use. Uh, you know, I, I understand Twitter, uh, Facebook. You know, Facebook to some degree, even though it's a walled garden, but it's a browser. I can get to it. It's on the web, on the internet. Twitter is, you know, broadcasting on the web. You don't need a password. To go log in, it's that walled, whatever. But Snapchat, you know, just like this, it's just like this uh, walled off area, and like you said, like things disappear within 24 hours. So it's like this. It was this big unknown to me, and so are there other like technologies out there or other platforms that you 
or on that you that you use that um, that aren't maybe like in the top handful that I mentioned that like no Twitter Facebook hmm. you know well I mean there were uh, campus stories before um, Snapchat started doing campus stories like every now and then they'll somebody in California pushes a button and Florida has a campus story that people can add to that are within our geofence. We don't control it. People think we do. They either give us praise or hate, but it's not up to us. It's somebody in California that's pushing a button. But <clears throat> there were universities that, or not universities, there were students perhaps that were creating accounts that were uh, like the untold stories of campus. And then you'd send them at, um, whatever snap you wanted and they put it on this rotating account that was, you know, full of uh, nude people and drugs. Um, Snapchat knocked that out and said you're not going to be in the uh, the app store anymore if you keep this up. So they started monitoring that. And Yeti, have you heard of Yeti? No. Oh yeah, Yeti. You should get it, man. UT Austin's right there. I'm sure they're on there. Uh, but that's where all the evil lives now. So no, I should go over all the evil those things. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. But that's where all the filth of Snapchat moved okay. to. Yeti. Okay. Yeah, what about Yik Yak or Yak Yik? I don't know what that is. Yiki Yaki. Yeah, we use that just for uh, to monitor real-time situations. Usually okay. more crisis stuff. If something bad's happening on campus, we go there first because that's usually where it hits first before it goes to Twitter. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, oh, that's kind of cool. So I think of Twitter as being pretty fast. So Yeah, no. Um, Yik Yak's always way ahead. A lot of people will, when you watch Yik Yak, you'll see the misinformation that goes on Yik Yak be regurgitated yeah. on Twitter like five minutes after the fact. Oh, wow. And it just starts spreading. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are there any other platforms that evil or are good? I should know about. I mean, so, uh, I mean the well, latest capture thing, Bruce has been doing a lot of 360 video. Yeah. He's starting to mess around with 360 photos. We're trying to get equipment to do the 360 video. But Is that through Samsung 360's camera or, or different camera? Bruce has the Ricoh. Rico. Like yeah. the Rico, um, that's probably that seems to be the 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 the, the easiest point of entry in, mm -hmm. in terms of you know consumer cameras. Um, here it is right here. It's oh, nice. um, this is the the camera and it's basically two fisheye lenses and uh, for something like you know if you're trying to shoot a sporting event, the challenge is um, you know you can try and take a like a panorama or shoot different angles and stitch them together, but you know, when you're in a stadium, people are constantly moving and, and it doesn't really lend itself well. Right. Uh, the good thing about this device, having the, it's all built in, uh, it takes the photo all at one time and then it stitches it together. So you don't have that weird, you know, uh, you know, sort of people cut, cut in but half. That's, and all that, that stitching thing you talk about. Yeah, it doesn't like, it doesn't match up. Right. Or the, or the lighting doesn't match up correctly. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Right. Um, yeah, Facebook is since Facebook has um, um, they're they're actively promoting and, and encouraging people to you know do obviously live video and also the 360 uh, videos, but also they just um, allow for people to post the 360 images um, as a you know as a native function, um, and so we've been taking advantage of that and um, you know gives people an opportunity, especially during the summer when we're well you know, as soon as the college world series is over, of course, but, uh, you know, in the summer when we don't have any sports going on and we want people to get excited about, uh, the upcoming season, uh, you know, the plan is to go to all the venues and to say, Hey, we're still here. Get ready. You know, find, uh, you know, take a look, look for your seat, look around, uh, you know, get excited. Um, we're, we're, we're gearing up for next year and, um, you know, it, it, because it's a 360 image, um, people tend to spend a little bit more time with it. You know, because they're gonna they're gonna explore every yeah. every angle. Um, so I think it's it's actually a really nice uh, thing to um, to have. And then how how has uh, Facebook Live been working? You guys have been like you said you were coming from a Facebook Live yeah. setup, and like and that was like uh, and Twitter has been playing around with with uh, video live, you know, and there with Vine. Like, like, no one's mentioned Vine yet. Like, I don't know if that's like... Oh, I, I love Vine. So, oh, Vine? Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm a big, huge fan of Vine. Um, I'm not sure I'm not sure what it's doing in terms of user, uh, general user um, stats. I don't know if the 
the platform is declining, but um, Vine has really sort of changed for us. Um, they, uh, it's more of a, it's more of a, most of the people that are on Vine are sharing content. They're not producing their own content. So that's mostly made of, of made up of creators. Um, and uh, what they did that was uh, sort of a, a game changer for us uh, was to change uh, their sports channel, which they have these different categories. And it used to be the sports channel was made up of anyone that claimed that they were presenting sports. And it was a lot of it was uh, content that was ripped from uh, official sources. And then they'd add their own um, stolen music or whatever. And they'd create like a hype video, a six half second hype video. Um, they've, uh, they've changed so that now the channels uh, for sports um, are populated with, um, with um, verified accounts. Okay. So uh, once that happened, our vines uh, actually shot up in terms of uh, loops and you know which are basic. That's the way they measure uh, number like of views. View. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I personally like them because uh, you know six and a half seconds. If you do it right, especially if you get the music loop going well, uh, people will watch it more than once. So you're really reinforcing the thing that they want that they're seeing uh, by making them watch it. Not making them watching watch it but it encourages them to watch it over and over um it's definitely these things are definitely shareable too um but you were talking about facebook uh facebook live we've we've had a lot of success with facebook live um it's um the our contact from facebook has you know usually usually facebook is very cagey about what they want you to do and what they don't want you to do or what will uh, what they're what the out the magical algorithm is is uh, supporting and, and that sort of thing they've been very specific about live video um, if you watch any of their um, like the f8 uh, conference or you, like I said talking to our rep um, they've been really pushing heavy uh, live video and so you know we've we've tried it um, we uh, one of the videos that we did uh, fairly recently was um, I had uh, my Facebook Live app fired up, and as soon as that last pitch went across the plate, and we were, uh, you know, we qualified for the College World Series, I ran out from this underground place behind the dugout and uh, went out, went out on the field. And I'm trying to pull the video up now, but we've got. Who were we playing, Bruce? <laughs> what? Who were we playing? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Who were we playing? I don't know. Uh, but you guys had to come back from one like being down <laughs> one for sure. Yeah, we wanted to we wanted to get some extra uh hot dogs sold at the park, so we wanted to uh, um, no, that was a good that was a good series. And uh I'm looking at the video now. It's that particular video and it's not exceptional in terms of quality. I'm not the best cameraman, okay. but um it's reached one point close to one point three million people. Wow. Yeah, and it's been viewed 430,000 times. One one thing that's interesting about Facebook and um, um, a Facebook Live that I think people should realize, and it's one of the things that we're discovering, is that there's a, you know, the obviously when you post something on on Facebook, you know, you have this potential audience that you can reach, but the audience um, that that's there to consume video, they're their intent in terms of viewing a video is different than it is when you go to, when you look at a similar video on YouTube. By that so, I mean, well, what I've what we're finding, and we're going to continue to to, uh, to test this and 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 see, and maybe do some um, simultaneous live video from Facebook and also on YouTube. Is that um, the people on Facebook they are discovering these videos, and they're not necessarily on Facebook to to watch videos. It's just something that shows up on their feed uh, versus someone who's on YouTube who's, you know, if you're going to YouTube, you're there to watch a video. And so what we're seeing is that the retention is much different uh, for our Facebook videos, like uh, our press conferences, than they are on YouTube. And although the numbers are higher in terms of the number of unique uh, people watching, uh, the, the time spent on that video, hanging out and watching uh, the, the length is much shorter on, on Facebook or has been than it is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to continue to measure that, but that's for us, it's definitely telling uh, because, uh, you know, maybe our videos need to be shorter on Facebook than they are on YouTube. 
maybe uh, the press conferences are probably, uh, they may be better suited for our YouTube channel um, than on, on Facebook. We, we need to, you know, continue to, to measure that and then determine what's, you know, what's the optimal situation depending on what we're trying to present. Well, it's also a press conference is not like the world's best content either. I, just, I mean, well, unless, yeah, unless it's like a, some sort of crazy co- or awesome press conference. Okay. Well, you know, but that's the thing we had. A, I'll give you an example. We had a, so our, our athletic director just retired. And, you know, although it's huge, it was huge news. It was, a, you know, trending on Twitter for I'm very surprised, but it, it ended up trending on Twitter. And then we did a Facebook live uh, using their API um, we did Facebook Live for the press conference, and you know the retention was um, was in the single digits for that. I went and looked at some of our kind of weekly press conferences with our coach, uh, our football coach, and I found that the retention on that was like forty or fifty percent. So people were hanging out for much longer, and it maybe you know maybe we're talking apples and oranges there. Um, it, it's pretty similar in terms of the length of time. Uh, the overall length of the two different types of video, but I was just comparing press conference to press conference. We may do a simulcast on YouTube and Facebook and then do an apples to apples comparison and see how that goes. But there was a pretty dramatic difference. And so we're going to continue to, to, to look at that. Right. Well, I mean, I would just, I would just wager like, you know, if, if I went to the press conference for a coach, yeah. I, would, I would get like a feeling as to the style direction of, uh, what's coming down the pipe? What, what's what's he's feeling? What's he's what's he's going back? And if I, whereas the uh, you know athletic director right uh, mm-hmm. stepping down, I was like one, I, I would go there as a reporter if I was covering is it if, if I was a beat writer to yeah. get like the, the step behind like the, like what's coming down the pipe to influence the coach's decisions or or whatnot. And so it wouldn't be, in other words, I'm saying it'd be a smaller audience, but a more well informed audience. I think. Okay. So, yeah. That'd be my guess. So. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um... Or really diehard fan. It was just that. Like, well, diehard fans for either. I mean, yeah. people watching press conferences. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, who is that audience? Who are these yeah. people? All right. So, and then um, I have to ask. So Facebook Live. I also feel like Facebook Live is just like, I'm, I'm, I when I when I review a, a video live, it's like I have all these like instant messages, like you know, like tweets shaped messages with you know infographics or whatever, mm-hmm. and the feed keeps like, getting pushed down, so I can only watch the video feed as it goes down, scrolls down a little bit. I mean, it, it's to some degrees it's Facebook has, has it right. where like, I don't want uh, the feed to keep on making adding as I, as I watch a uh, video, but sometimes I just have to keep on scrolling, scrolling by. And so I feel like, so, I mean, I could still like press the button and, and get a, you know, a, a black screened, you know, blow up of the, uh, of the video. But so I, I just think the viewing of the Facebook live, they saw some quirks to work out, but uh, yeah, but definitely. But yeah. Definitely. But I do want to get to, so, but uh, also we haven't talked about Instagram. Like, uh, you guys still use Instagram a lot or? Definitely. Definitely use Instagram. Okay. Do you use it differently than Vine or do you, is it, do you just cross, like you say, you build some content for, do you just build content and just like, just shove it into different social media pipelines or do you uh, like, or do you? Sometimes, sometimes we do that. We, We try, we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to use all the tools to tell um, different parts of the story. So instead of taking one story and forcing it into all the tools so that we can reach the different people that are on those platforms, we kind of use those platforms to tell different pieces of the story so that the person who's super connected with what we're doing kind of sees every angle of it. The people who aren't as connected still get pieces of it, but it's sort of, Something that we've been playing around with with a lot of the content that we're doing. Um, on Monday, um, two of the people that I work with, they're going to be going to the beach to release a sea turtle. So we kind of like blew that apart on all the different things that we need for this release of a sea turtle. And what would play well in one spot, what might play better in another spot. Because, um, I mean, there'll definitely still be a traditional news release type story that is being created with a senior writer and then we'll have a photographer who's going to do this and somebody grab video snippets. But you know, how does that work as a vine? What would be the best vine for that sea turtle? So hopefully it going into the water, hopefully fingers crossed. Okay. And so what type of things would you do? Like, like, are you guys planning like for 
different social media like like what would be like is that like instagram this or snapchat that or like how would you well we're gonna do facebook live so okay. hopefully that works mm-hmm. um we did facebook live last night we were going around century tower and lost connection a few times so that was wonderfully fun um and bruce i don't know if you're having this problem with facebook live but if you if your phone is uh horizontal you can't hit the finish button you have to turn it back vertical to hit the finish button so when you double tap it it's just the old the old guy on the screen for a little bit for everybody to see that's a fun one i don't know that i've run into that but yeah we've been using the gimbal to do it and so when it's on the gimbal it's horizontal and the finish button will not finish the broadcast it's really cool slightly annoying just exploding the story trying to figure out <laughs> the different attention spans of the different audiences. Uh-huh. So we'll do a snap story with that as well, but that will be a totally different take than the super polished story. Mm-hmm. We're not doing any long form video for it. So there'll probably be multiple clips that are slapped together and 30 seconds long that will go out on Twitter, maybe Facebook. Um, but then again, if you capture Facebook live, it gets archived. So there is that feed right there, even though it's, longer and not really edited well you know since it's just a one-shot deal but uh yeah and then instagram now offers one minute of video i believe it is so there's new opportunities there okay and then and how is uh, the academics like how are you using uh todd like are you using youtube then or just is that youtube yeah we just used to, to archive stuff really... we don't even look at the stats anymore wow it's just a place that we archive things. I mean, we don't share YouTube links anywhere anymore. We don't share YouTube links on Facebook. We don't share YouTube links on Twitter. At one time we shared them on Facebook just because we could caption YouTube videos and we couldn't caption Facebook videos. Now we caption Facebook videos. So there's absolutely no need for YouTube other than the, we tag it and house it and it's archived there. But as far as social sharing, we upload directly to Twitter or directly to Facebook because it just seems to have more play. Wow. Wow, so I just, that's just like cutting into uh, YouTube's domain. I think wow, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Oh, we're still putting it there, though. You know, yeah. it's not like we're giving up on it. It's a great place to, you know, it's a search engine for videos. So it's yeah. a great place to tag appropriately. And right. out there, it's just, it's just we don't want to take people from Twitter to YouTube or people right. from Facebook to YouTube. Oh, have them where they are. All those, all those platforms, they they're trying to keep you on their platform. And so, um, you know, trying to present a YouTube video on Twitter mm-hmm. doesn't display as generously as a native Twitter video does. And so it doesn't encourage those clicks to, to view. And, you know, same with, same with Facebook, you put a YouTube video on there, there's the play button, but you know, what, what Facebook native video, they do an autoplay and it, you know, the motion pull, draws your eye and, And dare I say that uh, perhaps they, you know, share their videos higher than the YouTube videos. You know, it's. it's, I would say that that's dare. (laughs) Okay. Oh, dare to say it. (laughs) Yeah, I I will say like uh, whenever there's something trending on Facebook, there's a video of it. I I search all the mentions of it, trying to find that YouTube one because I I like the controls of the. the YouTube embedded into Facebook, which I know will not be lasting long as soon as Facebook video gets more, gets his legs um, a little bit more secured. But uh, I just find it a lot more. It's time to evolve, man. Time to evolve. You know what? Is I got I got to get I got to earn my gray hairs. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying, man. So I have to ask you a question, uh, Todd. And it's um, I really like we talked about earlier. Just like uh, I love the video about the uh, going all the way back about the. Uh, uh, the car, the application mm-hmm. that you did. Uh, you also did some great videos uh, with your family. Uh, one of my favorite ones is when you go to the store and you find four ingredients and put them into a cup and then you drink it with your kids. I think that was just... Uh, gag shake. Oh, gag shake. Oh, my gosh. I just tried to make gag shake happen. Gag shake didn't catch fire. So. They get you. Oh, man. It was so great. I love it. I, I laughed my butt off. But what I love about it is that, um, you know, uh, I love I love Twitter. I work on making jokes on Twitter badly, uh, but they're usually just, uh, you know, just, they're just, uh, 
uh, just words, you know, just like this, mm-hmm. uh, a tweet. Uh, what I love about it, and like, if you can have any advice for me, I'd appreciate it. Like, how can I go and make it, uh, if I have a joke or something like that, that, how can I go and go make it a video or make it a story or, or something like that? Uh, I, well, some things work, some things don't, you know? No. Um, last night I was here a little late because we, we had a thing over Century Tower and uh, everybody else went home and was going to come back at 8 o'clock and I didn't feel like driving home and coming back, so I just hung out here. And then I got hungry. So then, like, last night I just uh, cooked some quesadillas on the griddle and some eggs and whatever else was in the thing. But uh, just took video of it. It's always fun to play. You know, it's pretty much nonsense, but you learn some things. Like I made a, a GIF of the eggs and uh, the quesadilla, and I tagged Frank's Red s- or Hot Sauce in it or whatever the hell. Is it Frank's? Frank's Hot Sauce? Yeah, tagged them in it. You know, it's, but it was just playing. Um, but I don't know. The, I think the iPhone, mm-hmm. or back in the day I had an iPod, and there wasn't a camera in the iPod. You had a, we actually had the handheld cameras with the kids or the flip cameras. Yeah, yeah, and it, was, it was so, so tough to do things. Right. And now it's so, so easy, but it's like we do it less. I don't get it. You know, it's because everybody can do it. Um, and we were making memes back in the days, you know, with the kids. Um, but you had to have a mastery of Photoshop. Now, you don't need a mastery of Photoshop now to make a meme. There's things on the Internet that you just type in words and add the photo, and there it is. Right. So I think things are getting super easy. So maybe things are just getting overpopulated with all this stuff, but okay. yeah, I'd so, say for you, you should probably you know have a few beers and just do it, man. So there's no try, just do right. No, definitely. And beer, I'll write that one down there. The beer helps. Todd tells me to drink more beer. Bloody Mary time. <laughs> oh man. Sunday morning. Oh yeah, there you go. Creative cool. juices. Cool. Uh, and Bruce, I have a uh, for you. Like, how do you? So we have platforms that don't track. Um, uh, like uh, we have Snapchat analytics. We just say, hey, more people have seen it since when we posted it. How do you track results? Like, well, like do you use Google Analytics for, or do you see the number of clicks that come through? Or um, are we talking specifically about Snapchat, or what are we talking about? Oh uh, no, other other platforms actually. So, well, so. I, I, um, how do I track? Well, you know, to a certain to a certain degree, you get a you get a sense of things. Once yeah. you've managed a platform for for uh, a, a long enough time for a particular, you know, for the Gators or whatever, right. it took me a little bit. But now I can, I can look at a post, and within like two minutes, I can tell that it's going to be a success or not, right. based on the acceleration of the number of likes that are that happen. And you know, I, I can check back in an hour. Uh, actually, I probably check back in thirty minutes, and I can, you know. If it's above a certain threshold, I know that we're doing pretty well. Um, I mean, more deeply, and it's always a good idea to do this. You know, I've got some. uh, I train my interns to be able to consume the uh, and to process the um, the analytics, the exportable analytics that come from our insights that come from Facebook. um, What we export from Twitter, and I have them process those into pivot tables and do all that. Part of that process is so. I'm informed about what's going on. And the other part of that process is so that my interns have that extra experience because, you know, being a well-rounded social media person, you know, the content part is the fun part, but you know, you also want to be, you also want to make sure that you're actually, you know, that you're achieving your goals. Um, what, what is actually, you know, you want to know what's actually working and to a certain degree you can intuit through it. Like, you know, you know, like I like I can tell you that that Facebook Live video from the uh, from the the baseball game uh, was you know was a success, um, but uh, but it's always good to kind of you know process your your insights and see what your actual top ten posts were, you know, based on you know how much was shared more versus how many got more comments and um, you know it's it's always good to take a look back and see what you did and what encouraged you know, the different types of responses. Um, you know, one of our major goals um, is to get people to to come to our website and read our articles. Um, and so, you know, that that's something that I go back and I look at uh, 
in terms of, you know, have I created an enticing enough um, uh, caption? Uh, am I using the right images that actually encourage people to, to want to, uh, to click and read the article? You know, some of those articles are easier than others, of course. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you said, like, do you have any like, internal tips that you think of? Like when you, walk, when you see a story come in the pipe and you're, I guess you're massaging it for social media and play, do you, is there any tips that you would uh, suggest on trying to make things more, not more viral, but more accessible or more, I'm not going um, to say clickbaity, but you know. No, I, I, we, I, I've done a little bit of clickbait stuff. Um, yeah. Fortunately, Facebook said we're going to penalize that. And so I, you know, you know, uh, these are the top 10 plays of the week. You're not going to believe number six. Uh, we, we, we did that for a tiny bit and I felt gross. Um, no, I, I think that, um, you know, what I like to do with some of the, some of the posts that I put out, um, you know, I'm trying to encourage people to click through, uh, what I'll do is I'll ask a question that hopefully they won't be able to answer unless they've actually read the article. It's probably a lot to ask to get people to click through, read the article, come back and, and comment. But uh, it's it's one of the things that I try and do to get more of a response. Um, I don't know. Uh, some of the things I do is if we have a, you know, I'll take a look at what images are available that relate to the particular article, and I may go through and, um, and process the image a little bit better so it pops more on, at a smaller um, at a smaller scale. Um, you know, it's always good to ask questions. I'm not saying necessarily doing a poll, but asking the question as part of your post. And, um, you know, because people on social media, you're not going to believe this, especially these days, but people really love giving their opinions uh, wow, on social wow. media. So especially if you ask them, they will certainly tell you. Even Sometimes if you don't ask. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, depending on the topic. You don't really. Well, yeah. So, um but it, it's, it, it doesn't hurt to ask people, um, you know, a question yeah. uh, or to be more direct in terms of what you want them, what you would like them to do. It's on any. Less, use less words also. <laughs> yeah. The, the, old, the, old, the, 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 the general term is like, I'm not sure if it's still valid, but it's just, you know, write what you want to write and then cut it in half and then cut it in half again. Pretty much. Yeah. So, all right, cool. And I think that's, that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, thanks Thanks for your last minute like tips. I just squeeze in there asking for, for help in there. But uh, Todd, and um, we'll start with you. Just how can people find out, uh, reach reach you on the internet or, and reach more about uh, UF? On the internet, we're at UF uh, on Twitter, um, facebook.com slash UFlorida. Uh, not sure where we are on Vine, but we've, we've reached a million loops on Vine. We thought that was important because it displays now on Twitter. So, woo! Um, I mean, one of the things I wanted to talk about is being an early adopter on some of these things is yeah. worth it. Um, when Jiffy came out or Giffy, whatever they want to be called, Jiff, I'm a Jiff guy. Um, but when they came around, we were able to get an account. Bruce has an account for the Gators as well. And we've been populating the hell out of that with uh, animated GIFs of different things, Florida, different things, Go Gator. Uh, and it, at first it seemed pretty fruitless. It seemed right. more of a thing that we were doing just to have a place to house them and we could find them. But then Twitter goes around and they, <clears throat> you know, if you want to do a GIF on Twitter and you hit the GIF button, it goes to Jiffy. So <clears throat> us having that whole archive of everything Florida up there, I think, is uh, a win that we didn't anticipate. But Is, is that G-I-P-H-Y? Yeah, or G-I-P-H-Y. Okay. I concur, I concur with that because, you know, getting on that platform and, and populating it, it was, it was, you know, as soon as they released the search engine on the mobile Twitter app, yeah. people automatically had all this whole, this dearth of, you know, all this content that we'd already created. And that was really helpful. And of course, the other, uh, the, the other benefit was, you know, when, when Facebook finally started supporting uh, GIFs, you couldn't upload them. They had to be hosted elsewhere. Right. So then you had them already in this, um, you know, on this platform uh, that, you know, people could click to and see, oh, they've got a bunch of other stuff. And then it has oh. you know, the source, it's Florida Gators or it's U University of Florida. And then they could click and see all of the cool stuff that you had uh, on your page. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with him. It's, it's been really cool working with them. Okay. So, so like, 
So just dive directly to uh, to new technologies. Like, you know, okay. I mean, a lot, a lot of time. I mean, we probably spent a year that felt pretty much wasted on it. Yeah. And then, you know, like Bruce said with that, it houses them for you. So we were able to, once Facebook allowed GIFs, there was a place, a honey hole full of them. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, were you on Beam? Were you on the Beam app? Did you yeah, do that one? Yeah, I'm on Beam, yeah. Yeah. Are you still on it, dude? Uh, no. I, I've, okay. I still have an account, but I don't have it. Yeah, it. I think I wasted a week of my life trying to, you know, <laughs> figure that one out. But well, sometimes like the, it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I did learn from Beam. I, I did learn some things. Well, they, they, they released a 1.0 version of it recently, so it's a, it's a different... It's different now? It's a different app now. It's like So now, like, you... Record it like you tap it to your, you know, your body, <laughs> your or whatever, yeah. and it records what you're watching instantly. Yeah. So there's no yeah. like editing whatsoever. Right. So. Oh yeah, that's how it was, man. That's how it's yeah. always been. Yeah. Oh, really? okay. Are you messing with me right now? Are you trying to make me feel like time travel is real? No, man. That's I, this is as of like a month ago. So I'm not really? like sure how. Okay. Yes. Now I'm confused. Yeah. You're messing with the old people again. <laughs> okay. No man. <laughs> they came with a new version. I swear. Yeah. One point oh. Okay. Yay. All right. And Bruce, where can people uh, find you and uh, the uh, UF Athletics Department? Uh, Florida Gator. Yeah, you can find us. Um, we've I've worked pretty hard to tr- to claim Florida Gators uh, on every platform. So um, at Florida Gators slash Florida Gators um, on everything. Oh, um, nice. And you can find me, of course, at at Bruce Floyd. And I've worked probably as hard getting all of those off. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for spending an uh, hour with me and, uh, and uh, really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for having us. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.